Hey guys, welcome back to the Starring Milana podcast. This is season four, episode eight, um, and we're here, you know? <laughs> every week I'm like, this is gonna be a great week, and every week some shit happens. So, you know, just uh, try to get through life with all the things that are coming our way. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but welcome. If you're new here, there are three segments on this podcast. The first one is BTS, where we recap my past week. The second segment is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and try to offer a new or different perspective. And the third segment is called Dropping Gems, where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. Behind the scenes, over to this side of me um, is my friend and co-producer, Alina. Say hi, girl. Hi, how's everybody doing? They can't answer you, so. I know, but I just want them to know that. <laughs> that you care. That I care. That you care. That's good. <laughs> Someone out there cares. Um, so yeah, she's here. Welcome. Um, and yeah, let's just get straight to this um, podcast. Ah, BTS. Yeah, rough week. I'll talk about it in Dropping Gems a little bit. Um, it's a little bit of sad news. So let's start off with some happy news. I was scrolling, just funny news. I was scrolling through Instagram and Shade Room posted a question that said, what is the pettiest reason you've broken up with somebody? And I was just dying because I've broken up with someone because I couldn't stand the way that they were breathing, <laughs> snoring. They made weird sounds. Chewing? And it just... Mm, their chewing wasn't as problematic. It's that's surprising. It's more of the breathing and like, and the snoring. And like at one point, I stood over him in the middle of the night and was like, with the lights on, waiting for him to wake up so he can stop snoring. Like it got that bad because I kicked him a couple times and he didn't wake up. So I just decided to turn on the lights and stand over him like a creep. So that would be my pettiest. That's a really scary thought. Is it? Yeah, I kind of imagine you going like ee 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 <laughs> with a knife or something. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't think I've ever had any other, like, real petty breakups. You know? They've been pretty, like, serious. Yeah, I was like, like, I have none to share. What the fuck are you doing? That would be my pettiest, like, most immature breakup, you know? And then the usuals. I just, like, found someone new and, like, was, like, not excited anymore. And, you know, some other fucked up shit along the way. But, yeah, that would be my pettiest. Gemini tendencies. Gemini tendencies. Hey, don't, don't, don't. We're good peoples out here. Um, so... Yeah, this week is also tomorrow, actually. The 26th is one year of uh, Kobe's passing. Uh, that's really rough. Like, first of all, I can't believe it's been a year. Like, what are our lives? I remember, like, it was legit yesterday. Like, fell to the floor when I heard the news. And it's just so sad. Um, but I feel like, you know, it wasn't one of those deaths that, like, happened. And then people mourned and then stopped talking about it I feel like people constantly still like mourn Kobe and just goes to show you like his legacy um and the impact that he had on people so yeah yeah, I saw that like both Vanessa Bryant and Natalia Bryant posted like with the upcoming anniversary of his death to remind people to like please not share footage of the crash and like of them if they're if they have any of the scene or like even um like news, the media companies yeah and the stuff, media yeah, news so. outlets and then even there was like a controversy back that some of the police officers had like captured footage mm-hmm. on their phones and I, i'm not 100 percent sure but i think there was she sued and there was some sort of lawsuit with that because she wanted them to the footage should be taken away from them right um they both said to like that they like encourage people to take this time to commemorate him and share like their positive memories of him and his basketball career and his legacy and like what he meant to people personally. So I thought that was like, I'm glad that they did that because it's like they described like they don't want to see it and it's like really obviously hard for them. And so they reminded people to like, please not do that. So I hope people and like the media do not like share. And I like when we come to this day, it's like, yeah, we're sharing like everything he's done in history and not so much talking about his death per se. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's one thing, and I think that's about it. I don't really have much to share about my week, except um, I've been doing really good at Orange Theory and working out um, five to six days last week, which is great. Like, that was the goal, and it's happening. One day, I almost didn't make it, but Lena pushed me to today, get out of bed. Mean? It literally got... I, I woke today. up at 8.11 and got there at 8.31, 20 yeah. minutes between driving, brushing my teeth, drinking, uh, grabbing coffee, changing. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, yeah, she'll make it, because... 
I usually call to wake her up, but I like totally forgot this morning. And then I was like in the car and I called her and then I could tell she was awake. She was like, shit. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, get up. I was like, go. And she's like, no, it's too late. And I'm like, no, we have a call after you have to come. And then she was like, okay, fine. And then she I'm a legit child. I can't get out of bed anymore. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but it's just like, I can't get out of bed. I was surprised. I'm like, there's no way she's sleeping. And it's like 8, 11. Like I was like, she's had to wake up a little bit. I can't get up. What time are you going to sleep? Whatever. It doesn't matter if it's 11 or if it's 1. I still can't get up. Huh. I don't know I don't why. Know what to say about that. Yeah, it's like I'm a child. I'm going back to like my children days. Children days. Anyway, so not a lot this week. Um, but TV recap. Yes, there's plenty. And actually, we have a surprise for you for the TV recap because Lena finally decided to join the club, and I'll explain in a bit. So let's just start with the Bachelor. The Bachelor is one club that Lena is not a part of. I tried to get her to get on it. She's not on it. So now she just has to patiently sit there and let me get through my uh, review of this past week's week three's episode um i'm sorry i have to say i am um team bridgerton i have to come back and say that this show is hot and steamy and i said we were gonna get back to it but you want to do it now let's do no no i'm just gonna say i'm not part of team bachelor but i am part of team bridgerton thank you how far are you uh like episode four or five i'm very slow but okay it's really where are you now that you're all of a sudden team just the sex scenes. Oh, okay, I just the softcore porn. So Lena yeah, basically really is. like, like soft. Wow. You, oh my god, that's what it is. Because you like power, and that shit is all softcore porn. Which just turn on Pornhub if you go. If, you go, if this is what you need. No, I like it when it's on TV. <laughs> Fucking freak. Okay, so anyway, that's. I guess that's all that this is. If you have any show recommendations, that's half porny, but like classy, classically it's only like, done. It's only like less than five percent of the show but it's no, like i would say it's more it's like five to ten and it's like oh it's enough you got your dose yeah you're like ooh, okay got my attention i'm gonna keep keep going what's happening next girl bye okay so but it's good right no no yeah it's really good i just now yeah i had to come back and and say that no the plot is is really good i like it there's a few things happening and it's like keeping me intrigued we'll we'll get back to it but it's good i recommend talk about it it now we're already here oh i mean i love it because you're trying to figure out who um yeah like gossip girl it's it's um what's the name Mrs. Whistle. Oh, Lady Whistledown Lady, is. Yeah. You're trying to figure out like who Lady Whistledown is. I like that. I like trying to like figure out things and it's like, who could it be? And then I think, I don't want to give it away, but like some of the love like um, plots are really good. That like kind of now caught my attention more. And yeah, I mean, all the other stuff that I enjoyed at the beginning, like the um, the clothes and even the music's really good. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to, they actually news, um, this week came out that they renewed it for season two. I mean, yeah, they need to renew it for like eight seasons Yeah, Milana because I think it. it's every book. There's eight books. Oh, I didn't know it was based off of books. I, yeah. I think it's cause there's eight Bridgerton siblings. Oh no, there's seven. Oh, oh seven. Yeah. There's so not I guess eight. there should be yeah, seven, seven books. Oh, cool. That's what I, I heard somewhere. Oh, I like I that. Yeah. So you guys should watch it okay thank you thank you see see all you gotta do is push yeah and there was like another plot of like the girl that's coming to like visit one of the families i like that plot yeah that's a good very interesting Mm -hmm. yeah so back to the bachelor um okay i just want to i'm gonna keep it brief because i some a lot of my listeners don't uh watch it so for those of you that do i will say i am sympathetic and empathetic i guess can you be both yes you can Mm -hmm. i understand sarah's battle um I understand that she's conflicted. This is too much pressure for her. She doesn't know how to share her man with a bunch of women's. And I get that. She has insecurity issues. Um, And her dad is like has a terminal illness and she's spending her time here. I understand the gravity of her emotions. However, I think it is so rude to interrupt a group date that you were not on, that you were not welcome to, especially when you've had the most time with this man, the most one-on-one time, the most everything. I think it was just so rude and I understand like why the girls got mad. I don't like that they all ganged up on her at the end and like tried to like tell her about herself. Like I'm not here for like a gangbang situation. Like it's really not my thing. Like I don't like it. Um, And I want to say that the person that should have been the most irritated, I mean, they all had the right to, but Katie, and she handled it so well with so much grace. She, like, sat down and talked to her and, like, totally related, you know, with her in regards to her father because her father passed, and I thought that was moment was, like, really special. But, yeah, I don't, I, I think that 
she was probably right to leave because I think that had she stayed, it would have just progressed. Like both her insecurities didn't matter. It didn't. It didn't matter how much he like reassured her that he had these feelings for her although he had to like spend time with other women it's part of the show but also that um that like you know her dad was at home like dying so I think that it was probably best for her to have left I think that it's going to be interesting that this new episode there's going to be five new girls like I can't even imagine it's going to change the dynamic of the whole house um and I'm just ready for his one-on-one date with Rachel like when is it going to happen I need to see this love connection and the last thing I will say is I wasn't mad at Queen Victoria this uh, episode, actually. I think she was saying everything we were thinking. Um, and that's important because you don't want to watch a show and, like, you know, someone doesn't say something that the audience is thinking. I think it's a missed opportunity. So Victoria, I think, was actually great on this episode with Sarah because although she was a little bit mean, she did say the right things. Like, she was questioning her and trying to get to the bottom as to why she felt, like, compelled to go in and ruin their date and, you know, ruin the dynamic. So I think that had she not started that conversation, it might have not happened, and I think it needed to happen. So that's my recap on Bachelor. Um, Why are they adding five new girls? I thought that's not how this works. That's not how it works. I think they're trying a new formula. Huh. Because Love Island does this. Oh, okay. So I don't know why. Maybe they're just like trying to add in like five more new girls and see like if he like if any of them stick, if he likes any of them. The, I don't think they've ever done this before. Hmm, so I don't know what's going to happen. Um, Real Housewives of Dallas, nothing much. Uh, I don't, not, not much to recap. Brandy's back, which is great. She's hilarious. And then I didn't watch Salt Lake City, but I did watch OC. This is going to be the last recap. Um, as you guys know, you know, I've been complaining about it this whole time. I think that it's just like a franchise however reunions I love reunions are the best so part one of the reunion just passed I think that it's better when they like match and they kind of coordinate their outfits like the episode we talked about the chartreuse episode where Real Housewives of Potomac all wore that like color during their reunion and it just looked so it looked good it was like easy on the eyes um aesthetically pleasing so I just wish their attire was a little bit better um and yeah I think that it was crazy that Kelly Dodd was questioning Bronwyn's alcohol problems, like her addiction. I think that if I understand like doing things for a storyline and I can see how Bronwyn would do that given her history, but that's some really serious shit. Like you're going through a program, you're going through AA, like that is, I can't imagine that she would do that for a storyline. We've seen her drunk and wasted, like she has a problem. Um, so that was really fucked up that she questioned. I think it's like actually like disgusting um and another thing about kelly i have to say that i if i can have half of the fucking composure that andy cohen has um that's his last name right yeah why did i why did i just get so confused oh yes because instagram is probably andy um if i could have half of the composure that he has i would be a very happy person because some of the things that these women say and do not just on this franchise across the board and when he sits in that chair and asks these questions and doesn't like tell them about themselves like that is some real fucking composure because I have a mouth where I'd be like are you fucking dumb like did you think that was a good thing to say like just so many things I could say and he just handles it so well however he did call Kelly Dodd out and I think it was very like it was appropriate you know he said you're are you worried that you're going to be on the wrong side of history especially with this COVID thing where you literally are, are telling people not to wear masks you are um, talking about like maybe God is just thinning the herd with this virus, like just some really vile shit that she said that like offended a lot of people. And he's really like questioning her about it. And I think that it was like really inappropriate for her to come back at him and say, well, people say things about you too. They say like, this is not a political show. And, like you shouldn't talk about politics, like on his, like watch what happens live show. And he's like, wait, I'm sorry. He literally said to her, these were the words that he said. He said, um, oh, she said, people think you're un-American. And he said, people say, I think I'm un-American because I don't like Trump. And she was like, yeah. And so it's like really clear that she's like on the, like on, she's more conservative in her politics and in the things she says. So it comes out on the show a little bit and it definitely came out in like this reunion. I think that she was really like distasteful for her to even bring up like, you know, Andy and what he does on another show and what he talks about, because first of all, we're talking about housewives and you are in the hot seat right now, like not Andy. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I'm excited to see part two and yeah, that's all I have. I did finish Tiger, doc Tiger Woods documentary part one and part two. I do have a lot to say, but I want to save it for next week because I want to base a few topics off of it. I thought it was really interesting and I really recommend you guys to watch it before next week's episode. Um, that's all I have. Do you have anything else you want to share before we go to verses? I was going to say, um, 
Andy Cohen is like, he's so diplomatic, I feel like. Yes. Because um, I remember watching an episode with you. I think it was Real Housewives of Atlanta. And he was like putting one of the women in check. And like he does it like by the way he asks the questions. Right. They're very like... I like that he really asks reflective questions because the way he asks them, it kind of makes the women have to think a little bit mm-hmm. and maybe like a perspective that they didn't like think about of how like they're coming across or what they did. And it's, yeah, it's very um, re- reflective and retrospective for them to like look back and see like, do I really still stand for that or was right. I proud of that? And so I think he does, a, he's a great host for that show. He is yeah. a great host. I love like him. he's so good. When I watch the 90 Day Fiance reunions or some of these other shows, I'm just like, oh, you're just not Andy. Like, yeah, he, and I, I like watching the reunions more too. Like the episodes I've watched that are the reunions, I like them more like because of him. So yeah, I think yeah. he does. And I, I mean, I've only watched a little bit of The Bachelor, but I think that host as well is really good. Yeah, he's been their host, who, I think, the I don't whole know time. who he Chris with, something. Yeah, he's really good too. Yeah. And I feel like he's just really experienced. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like 25 seasons. <laughs> Remember, 25 seasons and the first black guy. <laughs> never forget. Hashtag never forget. <laughs> okay, so that's all we have for BTS. Uh, Talkworthy, not much happened this week, at least much that's like, in my opinion, talkworthy. Only two things that I can think of. So it'll be a pretty short um, segment. Every time we say that, it ends up being long. But let's see what we can do here. First thing I want to talk about is the versus battle. Um, I would say that this is the one that I have watched the most of. Like, I've tapped into the other ones a little bit, and I would watch, like, a quarter or half or whatever. This one, I pretty much pretty much watched the full thing. Not all of it. I didn't start, like, right from the beginning, but I did understand from people's tweets and some posts I saw that they were hella late. Keisha like, Cole was so... Was, like, almost in an hour, right? Yeah, Keisha Cole was so late, and then I saw Like, that, it was disrespectfully late. Yeah, because Swiss Beats kind of on Instagram Live wrote, he's like, this is mad disrespectful, like, how late she is. Mm-hmm. Well, they were both late, because there was, like, a frame where, like, the, like, everything was on, but no one was in their chair. And then Ashanti was, like, came first, and then Keisha Cole was, like, really late. So, yeah. And then, of course, there's, like, all those... There was a lot of memes about I mean, Ashanti could have been ready, but just didn't sit down. Because, like, what are you going to do? Sit in front of a camera and just wait? It looked like Ashanti was ready. I mean, she was sitting there for at least 30 minutes waiting for Keisha Cole. I'm going to say my girl Ashanti was ready. Because, like... I love her. We love Ashanti. Yeah, like, I love them both, but I think I was team Ashanti. A hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know why. I love her so much. Love Keisha, but she had a little attitude on her. Like, it was... She didn't, like... she. Yeah. She looked like she was really trying to compete... But also support at the same time. Like, she was like, no, like, it's my turn. She's like, Sean's like, no, like, you literally just went. Yeah, so that's the other funny thing that happened is that, like, I don't... Because I watched, I would say, like, 90% of it, too, but I didn't know why Keisha Cole had left and then... um, Or I'm sorry... Um, yeah, Keisha Cole had left and then came back. And then the same thing happened. Ashanti left at one point and came back. I don't know if they were going to the bathroom. Like, I do not know what was happening. But when Keisha Cole left and came back, she was trying to start again. And like, Ashanti handled that with like such like class and grace, but like stood her ground. She was like, "Mm, no. And she was like, no. She counted the number of songs that went like that they did. And then also kind of just was like distracting. And she's like, oh, IG Live is going to cut us off. Let's like, I'm just going to go. Like, and she kind of just it up yeah. yeah i love that she was i do i so think that cute. those are the words that i actually noted in my head too like she was so classy and like yeah it was like very graceful like, she did great like she was just ashanti like charming like her you know the same ashanti laugh just like what we remember her from interviews of the past um and i think she definitely had more hits i have to say like again I was surprised, though, because I, I said that I think Keisha Cole's voice is better, which I do think in real life it is. But during this, like, versus thing where they would sing every now and then, Ashanti really, like, sang. Yeah, she like, was, she did good. Did amazing. Yeah, and that's my problem. Not my problem, but, like, I understand it's COVID, and I, I can't wait till we, like, actually get verses in, like, in the way we're supposed to get it. But get it, like with them together and actually performing you know what I'm saying like this feels to me so weird because there's like audio issues and they're not like next to each other so like they're like looking at the screen they're not looking at the screen they're looking on their phones it was just like that I didn't like really love I I don't love this aspect of like digitally and I understand why we're in it obviously there's COVID but I think it's going to be so great when we like get people in the same room like how we had Gucci and who was it Jeezy? Yeah, Jeezy. Have them together in the same room. I think the energy just 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 different. I think that like eventually with you know with with everything in this pandemic and it passes a little bit and you have like an audience. I mean, it's going to be one fucking hell of a show eventually, you know? And like you get to like really like it's going to be like a concert experience and 
Yeah, like I'm excited for that. Yeah, I, well, it seems like now, I don't know, maybe they'll change it. But like right now, it's like who has the most hits and kind of like what you're describing is like who's a better performer right. and has the most hits. So there's like a lot going on. A but, little more elements. I'm not yeah. saying like bust it out in a routine, but just like I do I do think that one thing they didn't do that I've seen in the past and I, and I wish that I think it's maybe because they were late is that they didn't talk about the songs enough. You know what I'm saying? Like they did for a couple of the songs would be like, well, mm-hmm. I wrote this with this person or this is the reason why. It was very short, but I think it's because they were trying to like, yeah, you know, like speed it up because it was, they were so late. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, it's basically what you were talking about in terms of like performing, there was that one point where like Keisha Cole wanted to stand up and sing. Cause she's like, I have to stand up to sing this song. And like, so if it was more of a, per- and she, in Instagram live, she got cut out of the frame. Like it was just her torso. Of course, and yeah. So it's just like, it's, yeah, it'll, it'd be better if it was um, produced, like, specifically for, like, them getting up and, like, singing and interacting. Yeah. And I would, yeah, that's amazing. I would love that. It was, so, it was good, though. I'm going to give it, uh, I get, I'm going to give it to Ashanti, though. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I have I to. love that she had a lot of collaborations with a lot of different and, like, cool artists. Like, yeah. she, I mean, both of them did, but, both like, of them did, she, yeah. and you can tell her relationships with these people and, like, her personality. I just, yeah, I thought it was she showed all of that and like how she worked with so many people and people love her and like they still have relationships. Yeah. Love her. Okay. Well, that's good. The second thing we're going to talk about, which is a lasting and talk worthy is the inauguration because that was the hot topic of the week. Um, Trump didn't show up. Of course we talked about it last week, like sore loser ish shit. Cool. Whatever. Um, Pence did show up and I thought it was hilarious that he was the one that handed Lady Gaga the mic and it's so like it's just such a symbolic thing because if you see the photos he's like below her and he's handing her this like golden mic and she's above him and she has this like look on her face because she does not fuck with him because like she's really like she's like a spokesperson for the lgbtq community and he's just like the opposite like drown them all type of shit so like this was just such a symbolic moment where she's standing over him giving him this dirty look as he's handing her this mic and i was just like go like Thank you for being here, Pence, but literally all of you just go. Like, go away. Like, it didn't happen. Like, we can erase this shit from our minds. Like, this country didn't just, like, make the biggest mistake for four years. You know, just go. So that was interesting. Um, You know, I think that one thing I want to say before I go into, like, the, uh, the specifics of the inauguration is I think people are putting a lot of pressure and are going to put a lot of pressure on Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to get shit done. Um, and I think, I think that there to a certain degree they do need to like, especially like the, the things that are like, um, like very important, like pandemic, how are we handling this coronavirus? Like what's happening with the distributions of the vaccines? How are we handling like paying people, like giving people support, the stimulus checks, uh, extending EDD? Like those are very, very important things. But in regards to like, you know, turning over the unemployment and like all of these other things that people are expecting from them, um, I think that we just need to be a little patient and like give them a little bit of grace. They are coming in and like a really shitty position, kind of like Obama um, and Biden did back in, was that 08 with um, the Bush administration? You know, it was like really at, we were at our worst, like a recession, like everything you can think of. So I think that I just want to remind people that as we're watching them, you know, like get into their first week of office or second week of office, their first hundred days, just to offer them a little grace in regards to like unemployment and stuff. Like, yeah, we're not in a great place. Um, and obviously this, you know, a lot of deaths under, um, in, in America's history due to this pandemic. So I just feel like that's one thing I wanted to mention um, before I go into the inauguration details so let's see i didn't watch the whole thing lena did you i watched watched most of it yeah i watched we were we were working out when it was going on but and then i watched it in my car so i watched most of it okay so i watched like snippets and i like googled specific things i think that it was also oh by the way thank you uh i love that the national guard showed up like it's so nice for you guys to be there like thank you for being i mean they had been at the capitol like for the past week yes thank you guys like for showing up um it was crazy because i really thought something might have like would have happened like nothing crazy but i thought something 
something would have happened. I didn't think anything was going to happen because I was like, they're pansies. Like, they know they're going to meet. No, like, I'm <laughs> that's sorry. So like the, funny. <laughs> that's what I thought of. I'm like, everybody's like, oh, all the, like, capitals and all the, the cap uh, of the capitals of the cities, Sacramento and, like, of all the other states. And I'm like, no. I'm like, they know what they're about to face up against and they're not about to come out like that again. Like, yeah. it was a one-time thing. They failed. They, they showed their ass. They yeah, went home. Yeah, exactly. Like, they that, got arrested and they went home. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, they're not coming back like they're they're not they're not fighters and i really mean that like don't Ooh, let that yeah don't, don't let that go over your head like they're not really like passionate about their cause because they don't know what their cause is exactly so like this is not the civil rights movement like this is not like they're weak and pansies and i was like they're not about to show up when they know what's coming for them i was like we're good yes bitch pansies you see why i keep her around pansies um yeah so that was great the only thing that i thought was like oh it's just like so sad is that there was like no audience like no support because like obviously of covid and i just again like i i said this last time like i know like you know he's he's being sworn in as president but he's already experienced this like with obama twice right no just once they don't have experience yeah the inauguration but he's been in politics his whole life so like i was watching good yeah one of the um commentators and he's like he's walked in this building and been on the other side of the desk and that was kind of the like perspective they were giving but now you know what i mean he's the president and he spent his whole life like pursuing politics and kind of this office and it's kind of a a nice testament to know like you can be told no so many times and like look at his age like of course I know he's like an older white man and he's the president and it's like nothing new but like if you just look at his story specifically in his journey like he's been told no so many times and has been in this field for so long in politics Mm -hmm. and he finally got to like the highest office and I I like him like as a person I like his family values and of course it like touches me and like I'm uh empathize with the fact that he lost a son and his son was in the military so like I think he's gonna do his best and I like his unifying message like I think that's people were like praising his um speech and how it was like a very strong speech and it had a very strong message in terms of like unification and so you're just jumping ahead over here sorry it's okay i just give him his flowers for that yeah he so what i'm saying is though like i think it's sad that there wasn't people there but he's already experienced it but kamala hasn't and so i'm like damn like hopefully like this isn't the last we see of her on that stage you know in this capacity like maybe she'll run for president you know and she'll get that like that like you know that that joy and that support that you see like during inauguration day his speech so you were saying and I agree like I think that you know he similar to Obama he said the words that like I think people want to hear and what a president should say is like I know we're really divided right now because we are like literally back to where we were like it's just crazy why do we have to backtrack but we're very divided and he's like I'm you know a president for everyone like I want to unite everybody um and you know he's just reminding people that and I think this is important too because a lot of us like lose faith and hope in this country which is like unfortunate because of you know things that happen we see people that look like us get killed we see um how the system treats certain people just a lot of injustice so I think when he when he's you know basically said that um he thinks that this is a good nation and we need to go back to like you know uh we have a we have we have our country he said our our country that we are a good nation but we have far to go which is really important like we're we are a good nation this is a good country and you know we have good values but we have a long way to go and it really just like these past four years really did show how far we have to go like we've come a long way but like not long enough and there's just so much more that this country has to uh, breakthrough. So I think that that was important that he said that, um, he said that, you know, a lot has been repaired, um, and it needs to be restored, but we have a lot to gain. So that was another important line to me. I think that a lot of his speech was honestly, I, it made me giggle cause it sounded like a bunch of quotes. Like it was just like, like it was just a bunch of quotes he got and he like said them back to back, back together. together. Yeah. And it was just funny, but like, I think it was good. And I, I feel, you know, I felt, I think me and a lot of other people like maybe felt a little more confident in him, um, than the past because, you know, I think people were just kind of like, oh, we don't know about him. But I think his speech really left people hopeful. I mean, left me hopeful. So, yeah. um, I'm excited for that. Uh, Lady Gaga's performance was of course like impeccable. She is, I mean, you can't compete with Lady Gaga. She's so classy. Um, and then J-Lo. So I was pleasantly surprised, I have to say. I don't know if she's been working on her voice or if she's always had a booming voice and we just never heard it because her songs were like more like pop 
poppy, didn't require a lot of like effort on her voice, you know? But I think that she was so good. Um, I love that she spoke in Spanish. I don't know what she said. I love that she spoke in Spanish after, and I love that she threw in Let's Get Loud because it's like one of my favorite songs of hers. Um, but that last, like, you know, that last line that me really took me out. Like it was a little too long. <laughs> yeah, someone, people were criticizing like her holding like, that note or her changing her, yes like, that note exactly. yeah i don't um but it took me the fuck out i was like stop 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 but besides that it was beautiful yeah i really enjoyed it i think she the what she said in spanish was kind of like that same like unifying message mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure and then i like that she added like let's get loud because it's like our turn of like yeah, I wouldn't, I don't want to say like democratic or like liberal, but like stand up and yeah. like now we kind of let's like get together and be loud and fight for what we like believe in. Yeah. So I like that she added that too. And I think it was composed really well. Whoever like composed the music in the back to like put the Spanish together, put the um the song together, have her add in like her lines from her own song. I think it was done really well. And her like Chanel all white ensemble, like <laughs> her all, fashion yes. is like out of this world. Yes. Her hat, like she looked so good. I mean it's J Lo. Oh, I saw this tweet when someone's like her publicists are working harder than anyone. She got the Super Bowl, the inauguration and New Year's performances all like in one year basically. Yeah. Like she is She's just a- and I love that because you know people really like if they haven't made new music or they, you know, they're they're not as popular. Like their their albums aren't selling as much. They're they kind of go into like the background, but she is just still like here, and she like reminds yeah. you she's here. She's iconic, and she's fucking killing it. And I like I really appreciate that because I I the thought of like people's time is up or like as you get older you're not like you know like you can't really get booked or perform or whatever. Like that idea is scary for a lot of, especially performers. So she's just like, I'm so happy that she's still, still so active and like still has these like platforms that she gets to perform on. So I'm, I'm happy. I love yeah, her. Yeah. She's really hardworking. Yeah. Like she's always like, and of course she just launched like her skincare line. So she's always like doing things. And that's something I think a lot of people like really admire about her. Yeah. I admire that. Um, and then the poet, Amanda Gorman, I think she was great. She's just, like, adorable. Uh, and I loved her poem. Yeah, she was the youngest um, poet that they've ever had uh, recite a poem at the inauguration. That's amazing. And, yeah, I just thought her poem was so, like, mesmerizing and moving. Like, it gave me chills because she, like, I think she did something that, like, we don't do enough in, hist- like, in American history is, like, acknowledging our not-so-like proud past yeah. and so she like brought that up and then but she also tied it into like joe biden's unifying message and probably what she personally believes as well yeah so yeah she gave me chills like she was like astonishing yeah so talented and i think i followed her and she obviously gained like i think over a million followers or more now and like she has a book and stuff and like her mom was so cute like i love like, i love to see it yeah i love that she was like wearing yellow like she just stood out and like just so so talented yeah um so joe biden's did get to work and he started you know getting back some of that which like trump tried to ruin so he got us back in the paris climate um agreement you know we rejoined the world health organization um he's defending the dreamers program he i didn't do too much research but he's reworking whatever ice is going on and in the way that they're like detaining people he ended the muslim ban um, and he stopped the border wall construction. So he's making moves so far. I just want to say that um, I just want to go back to a time where I was not this involved in politics. Like I just want to be an everyday citizen who just believes and trusts that my representatives and my politicians, the government is doing what they're supposed to do. And I don't need to fucking check in day to day to be like, what is happening in politics today? What is my president saying? How is the rest of the world seeing us? Like, I don't want to be this involved anymore. And I just, I just want to like know, you know, like what I'm voting. I need to know what I'm voting for, whatever. But besides that, I don't want to be a fucking like political commentator. I want to go back to being like a regular citizen in this country. And I think like, I want to have conversations about politics just every once in a while with people. I don't want it to be like what we all talk about all the time because I don't think that that's what's meant for us. Like we're not supposed to be this like bother, this press, this concern about what happens, you know, in Washington every fucking day. So I'm just like, 
excited because I think we will go back to that and let like the fucking government do what the government does and let us just do what we do and not worry about it. So I'm excited to go back to that. Um, the one thing that I'm going to miss about Trump's like presidency is just Melania's pettiness and that is what I'm going to miss and I just want to see what happens for her at this point because like her walking away her letting go of his hand like all of the pettiness that was her that I will miss because it just like was the only lighthearted thing in this entire <laughs> four-year disaster so um that's all I have about this. Oh my God, I can't let this segment end without talking about Michelle Obama's look. Oh, I mean, I like, was thinking about talking about all their looks and I was like, how like predictable that we're talking about women and their fashion. But I'm with you. I like, can't. Like, she I, was, they all were. Like her, Kamala and Dr. Biden, I feel like they like were, were about to come through in these like colorful jewel tones or whatever the fuck and just like kill it. Obviously she killed, like Michelle Obama's like, killed it like 100 i'm like obsessed with her like i could not get over her yeah. like i was like she's, she's the just, coolest yeah like yeah she is she's hip like yeah she's classy like she she's just amazing her hair her yeah. like the outfit and then her and kamala wore i think it's um sergio hudson who's a uh, black designer mm. and i'm like just come through for representation yeah. like she looks so good like when her and obama her and um barack were walking president barack obama um <laughs> I was just like, they're like stood up so tall and like proud. And I was like, this is like amazing. And I was like, she's there. She's my forever Flotus. He's my forever POTUS. I'm like obsessed with both of them. And yeah. then, um, yeah, I love like the color. I just had to talk about it because it was so funny. Like people put obviously on Twitter, like the uh, Beyonce crazy and love track behind them walking. And then the, the usual the TikTok you know, is the like, internet let winning. Me, yeah, like, let me see you walk. And I was like, I was utterly obsessed. And then I think... <laughs> Bernie Sanders, I have to say, won the inauguration oh with his my meme. God. I was dead. Dying. Like so fucking funny with his little like mittens. Or he was cold, apparently. I know, he's so cute. He's like the cutest. Man. My favorite like memes because I swear like oh he um, was the Fresh Prince of Bel Air one. I don't know if you guys like saw them, but literally just go to Twitter and put like Bernie Sanders memes. Um, Bernie Sanders memes. It's so funny. Um, my second favorite one was him sitting on like uh, the scaffolding with all these like young men in that old timey photo. It's like a black and white photo, like crying. Like I'm usually not obsessed with memes like this, but like his this meme like won like forever. Like he's you just can, yeah he won. every single one of them works. Like there's thousands and they're like all so funny. And I was just telling Milana before we recorded today. <laughs> he um put that meme on a sweatshirt and like is selling it on his like bernie sanders campaign like his website um like what he had in the past i guess and is like giving 100 percent of the proceeds to charity which and i, I was love like, I it's love like him taking a that. joke and like doing something with it and it's just so i and you know you never know when you're gonna be a meme that's like my biggest fear like i don't know like you never know what old photo you don't even have to be famous something could just resurface and one person makes you a meme and it's over like you're literally a meme so you just never know when oh i wonder if that's going to be in the new version of like what the meme oh i'm sure it is it you should know? be yeah it's like it's so, so good. funny but yeah anyway i i love him um yeah that's it those are all my thoughts on the inauguration and what's to come are you done mm-hmm okay um, all right, so let's just get into dropping gems. Um, so it was inspired by this tweet from Meg the Stallion. She said, trauma is real. I'm so traumatized from losing my mom, dad, and one of my grandmothers, and on top of that, being shot. I'm not open about anything on the internet usually because I like to keep my emotions private, but I'm reaching my limit. I'm going to keep staying positive. Um, I think that this was a really important message um, I think that people forget that just because someone appears like busy, working, happy, active, and doesn't like share their pain much, that they're just okay. And we forget that people are dealing with a lot of shit behind the scenes. Um, and yeah, so on top of that, you know, I, I've been, if you've been listening frequently, um, you, you know what's been going on with me. And if you haven't, uh, I've just, you know, recap the, the, you know, I, I went through a lot the past five months. Um, this past week, my, I found out that my ex-boyfriend, I'm going to say my first love because like ex-boyfriend doesn't really do it justice. My first love passed away. Um, and you know, there's just been so much loss in my life, around my life for in the past five months. It's just been like constant, nonstop. Um, it is 
overwhelming. Um, and I'm, you know, outside from transitions and changes, I just like, nothing has felt stable. And half the time I'm honestly just like a wreck, but you know, you wouldn't know. Um, it's in silence, you know, I'm, um, I'm a wreck half of the time in silence. And I just want to remind people, I want to use this segment in this time to remind people um, to check on your friends because I think that a lot of people, especially the ones that appear to be okay, the ones that are always smiling, the ones that try to remain positive, the ones that are even active on social media, the ones that um, aren't you know, necessarily crying out for help and, and try to like be a light for others, I, won't, I, I really recommend checking up on them because a lot of those people are, tend to cry like silent tears and we you know, forget to make sure that they're okay because we just kind of filter through like social media and like, okay, they're, they're alive and well, let's keep going. And, um, of course, reach out to those who appear to be crying out for help. And also just like, you should be checking on your friends and family regardless, but just check on friends that have experienced things recently because a lot of those people who always appear to be positive, um, could be going through something and they could just be handling it and dealing with it in silence. And we, I think we forget a lot of the time. Um, you don't want to look back and, you know, wish that you would have just had one more conversation with somebody. So that's just like a reminder from me to you because, you know, I'm going through it and a lot of people don't know. I'm not trying to have like a venting session again. I feel like I've had them the past couple of episodes and I don't think it's necessary, but um, I just want to tell people, you know, what's been, what's been, helping me get through everything is, you know, my relationship with God. I feel like at this point in my life, especially these five past months, these past five months, I have control over nothing. Like, I feel like I don't have control over anything that's happening in my life. So the only thing that I have control over is my relationship with God. Um, you know, I think that we tend to lean on God in moments of desperation, um, in moments of pain. And, you know, I think that we need to change the way that we look at that relationship. It needs to be a constant relationship. It needs to be a relationship of both like leaning on God, but also one of like gratitude and, um, you know, saying your praise to God and, and, and thanking God for all that God does for us. I think that it's the most relationship, the most important relationship that you're going to have in your life. So we need to constantly work on it. Um, and I think that although that I've experienced a lot of, you know, loss and heartache in the past five months, um, I've also experienced a lot of healing and clarity. And um, I think that I can hear from God clearer now than I've ever before. So um, I'm trying to practice just like unwavering faith because there's that's the only thing that's kind of keeping me going. Um, and with that, I mean like, you know, just trusting God with your life, like letting go of control, um, trusting God's timing, even if we're, you know, impatient, um, and then trusting God's decisions, like despite the circumstances. And even if you don't like it, just trusting God and having unwavering faith that everything will, um, work out. So yeah, just a reminder to work on your relationship with God, make sure it's the most important one in your life. And also check on people who, um, you know, just have been going through a lot. And even if they appear to be okay, they're probably not. So, um, yeah, that's all I have today. Sounds you, good. Okay. <laughs> like, care, care to share? <laughs> yeah. Milana, um, the last planner that we had last year, I remember that she um, had written, like, reminders for her to check on her friends for certain things. I have one for today, yep. Oh yeah. And she, and I mean, I'm sure she continued yeah. this year as well. And like, I think that's like a really good like habit mm -hmm. to implement. Like if you forget, like it's really hard, like we live in such like a fast paced, like, like a point environment and like life. And especially if you live in LA or like a major city, I mean, it can depend on anything. It, de it can depend on what's going on in your life, but we tend to be forgetful. Like we're only dealing with what's in front of us and we're not like thinking about, our friends or our family or something someone mentioned that you wanted to like check up on. So just like if it's writing it a reminder in your phone or in your calendar or in your planner to like check on this person and, and it can kind of be like a goal um, and it can be a goal for yourself to be like, I want to be more uh, compassionate or um, whatever, consider it. And you know what I mean? Check on your friends and your family if they've mentioned something to you or even if they haven't and just like give them the space and the opportunity to maybe like, like you can hold for them to speak for them to speak about what's going on with them. Yeah. So I really like that. I always try to do that. And even, um, 
yeah, just to keep those relationships strong. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, to go off of what Milana was saying, like, also I've learned too to like praise God at all times. And I think that's what like she was getting at that, like praise God in good times and not only in bad times, like God is like ever present. So Mm -hmm. like we should always be like praising him and being thankful and grateful. And, um, just from like my personal experience, like what I thought about when she was talking is that like my mom was diagnosed with like a really, really rare, like neurological degenerative condition. Like it's, I actually don't think I've ever sat and realized like how rare it is. Like people don't know about it. I don't know the percentage, but, um, maybe like 10 years ago and it's like a progressive, it's a degenerative disease. So it gets worse with time and it doesn't like, she's, in a sense, I've said before, I feel like I'm watching her die, but like she's not dying. She just has a really like low quality of life. Unfortunately, it's just like she struggles a lot every day with like a a bunch of different things. And at the beginning, I used to be so like upset and mad. And I was like mad at God at the beginning. And I really had to like do exactly what Milana was saying is like change my relationship with him. And like she helped me by like introducing me to go to the church that we go to, which I like the perspective and the way they speak to the youth and like how they like uh, talk about like your relationship with God as being one that's like spiritual and it doesn't need to be like revolved around a religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, that's why I have friends that check on you and kind of introduce you to things that are like important and substantial And then, yeah, so I just had to strengthen my relationship with God. And now I'm like the leader in my family that's like positive, like more so than anybody. And I have to hold that. And it's a very heavy burden and like a really heavy, heavy burden. And you handle it very well. Hey, don't cry. I can't see you. Are you crying? Oh, no, honey. okay sorry um but yeah it's a heavy it's a heavy burden to carry especially like when your family around you is not they don't I don't feel like they have a strong faith to match mine so I have to like constantly be the one that's like positive and have faith and a lot of times that can come just for people like like even from my family that they're they think I'm like idealistic or like I'm in denial because like I'm trying to be like Mm. strong or have faith so I don't take that against them that's just like their journey and their like process but I definitely I think God is like a God of miracles and I think anything can happen like I was not like that at the beginning and I think like he has a plan and there's a reason he gave my mom this like disease like a lot of times I say like she was she didn't have like a career she was like a parent like and a wife like through and through like her children are everything to her so I think this keeps her very close to her children and if she wasn't sick like we wouldn't be around like I mean I wouldn't live with her and you know what I mean we wouldn't be with her every day so I think that's like a part of it and then there's parts that I don't know about but also um and I think like I do have hope for the future I don't I try to not get like cynical or or negative. I do think there is a chance that she may, and we see like neurologists and doctors who speak about this. I'm not just like making it up in my head. Like there are things that are coming like for this type of condition and like neurological conditions that are coming and that are able to help. So like I'm believing kind of in that and if like that's yeah hopeful if that's like God's plan for one of those things to work for her like for example like stem cell and stuff like that like then that's what I'm kind of like focusing on but yeah I did not plan to cry on this podcast today but no that's so important that you shared your message I think that I wish you were in front of the camera but it's okay if you're listening on the podcast app you you get it um if you're not, you just watched on YouTube and you just stared at me for a good like five minutes uh, while Lena was crying back there. It was just like, <laughs> but um, no, I think that thank you for sharing. I mean, it's just yeah, it's it's you're like one of the strongest people I know. So I think it's interesting because um, you always seem okay, you know, which is like can't even imagine half of what you you have to deal with, but you always like seem okay. So it, you're a perfect example of someone who's like, you know, and, and for you, it, it's a constant thing because it's every day that you're with your mom and it's in front of you every day and you have to, you know, help her with things every day. And you, um, 
and, and, and it's it's different than like knowing that you know somebody is in your life has like a terminal illness but when you have to help the person and you have to you know yeah. stay on top of them and you have to feed them you're you're in it like you're in it all the time so you have to have like it's a different like level of strength so I think that you know this experience is, is something also for you to learn from like you probably didn't know the kind of strength that you know you have or yeah. could have and I think it's about crazy that, yeah sometimes where I was I just like some I have a few I have yeah like a few friends who would be like I wouldn't be able to handle this if I didn't have like that level of strength so I kind of look back and think about that but when you're in it and stuff you feel like you don't have that strength you feel so that's like why you, there's nothing like you're doing what you can do but there's nothing much you could do cause, because because yeah. it's not getting better and it's, yeah, that's and not it's, for you to do yeah. like you, you know it's out of your like control yeah. so like if someone's like if she's complaining about like her symptoms it's like I feel so helpless because I can't do anything I just try to like make her happy make her laugh like be positive for her because it's like you can't imagine like what she's going through so like I try to always be like positive and kind of like remind her of that and like make her comfortable and you know what I mean enjoy her time so Yeah. yeah that's definitely it's just like a reminder for people um yeah, that, like you don't know what anybody is going through. Like, yeah. and if you know someone mentioned and had the courage or the strength to like lean on you and tell you something, just like check up on them and follow through with them because you checking in with them could like change their day or feel like they have a support that they may not feel like they had. So. Yeah, in their everyday life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Whew. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, Guys, I swear it's going to get a little bit lighter in these episodes at some point. It's just been so heavy. I'm telling you, like, we've just, everyone is going through it. But it's just, like, nonstop, I feel like. And we're just trying to grasp any kind of, like, you know, like, happiness and find the faith that we need to, you know, find to get through everything. So um, I I probably will at some point talk about, you know, my relationship with this person um, in, in the most respectful way that I can because they've passed. But um, this was just another, you know, unfortunate, heartbreaking thing that has happened recently for me. And this one really hit hard. And um, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, say his name because respect for his family, but, you know, rest in peace to him and, um, you know, his legacy will live on. But yeah, so it's what we're dealing with on, you know, the starring Milana <laughs> podcast to our notebook uh company we're just trying to get through the days guys so uh, i want to remind you guys that you're not alone i know a lot of people are going through it you're not alone like everyone is going through it in some sort of way some people's are you know a little more um i, I actually don't want to say anything because i don't want to measure anyone's pain but yeah um everyone's going through something so just a, a reminder to just you know this tweet was so important from meg the stallion because yeah. i think that like we look at her and we just think like She's just thriving through life, you know, um, but she she's carrying a lot. So we all are. That's yeah, all. And kind of like I was just when you said that it's just like have grace for people mm-hmm. that you come across in your life, like whether that be a friend or a stranger, a stranger. I was just going to say like a, like on the street or someone that, you know, through someone or anything on social media, just like have grace with people because like you don't know what they're going through and you don't want to add to any pain that they have like you just you want to be a light and you know what I mean like spread love is like cliche as that like sounds but because that little those small things like I've interacted with people I don't know on social media who are just like super positive and like friendly and like spreading like light and love and it honestly does make a difference so small things like that can mean something that's true that's true. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, make sure to follow me at Starring Milana. Make sure to follow Lena at Lena Noral D and our company at Noir Notebook. Um, and subscribe, leave a rating and a review on podcast apps and on YouTube forward slash Starring Milana. Make sure to give this video a thumbs up, leave a comment and subscribe. And we'll be back next week. Um, bye. Bye.